It's JR. Back for another episode of Echoes of Shannon Street Case File. It's going to be episode 28, Unreadable Voice. Before we get started now, don't forget I got a podcast running. Be sure and check that out when you get a chance. Also, don't forget to click on the link in the description below for all the Shannon Street stuff. And also, too, if you get a chance, if you hadn't already, be sure to hit that subscribe button. I sure would appreciate it. We're going to be doing negotiations again this episode. And as always, before we get into that, we're going to listen to a clip from Shannon Street Echoes Under a Blood Red Moon, the documentary. After that, we're going to see what the negotiators got up their sleeve this time. You get that in your mind, then all black folks are just evil. And, and, and you'll grow and you begin to transpose that to a next generation. They begin to transpose that to a next generation until what you have is just about where we are in the world today. Black versus white, pink versus purple. And so we all got some issues. And the only thing that can solve this issue is a change in heart. It's gonna be continuation page number seven of the negotiator's log. Dates 112 of 83. 1040, Poffinroth makes brief phone contact with Lindbergh unable to start a conversation before he hung up. 11.10 hours, open phone line set up by telephone company. 11.45, Larkin by Bullhorn tells Lindbergh that his brother Luther lives in Los Angeles, California, was concerned about the situation. No response. 12.31 hours, tape two, side two on. 12.45 hours, contact made with Lindbergh by phone by Poffinroth. Lindbergh states he wants to talk to C.J. Morgan of WLOK, then hangs up. 13.10 hours, negotiator Dunlap attempts to talk to Lindbergh by bullhorn, tells him a friend Shelton Green has made a special trip to see him. 1312, Green attempts to talk to Lindbergh through the bullhorn. A faint voice was heard through the open phone, unsure if it was an attempt to reply. 1315 hours, Shelton tells Lindbergh he has a message for him from his brother Luther. No response. 1325, an unreadable voice from inside the house is heard, possibly Lindbergh's. 1330, Shelton Green gives police a detailed floor plan of Lindbergh's house. 1359, information from Lieutenant Goolsby, Administrative Control. Female black Linda Houston called and said her brother Andrew was possibly in the house. He was a follower of Lindbergh. She stated the group, Lindbergh's, believe they could not die if the cause is right. 
14.25 hours, tape side two begins. 14.30 hours, another unreadable voice from within the house. 14.15 hours, boom mic placed next to Lindbergh's house. 14.50, crews reports they could hear some voices from within the house as a result of the new mic. Tape number four, side number one, page number two, negotiator. Come on, Lindbergh, pick up the telephone now. We are not going to leave till we talk to you, Lindbergh. Come on, Lynn, talk to us. Let somebody else get on the radio if you don't want to talk to us, Lynn. You are the one in charge in there, Lynn. You are the one who is going to make the assignments. Put someone on the telephone, Lindbergh. Let them talk to us, and let's work this thing out. It has gone on too long. You know that. How about it, Lindbergh? Did you hear this? that school bell across the street? School buses can't come down here, Lindbergh, because you won't talk on the telephone. Pick up that telephone and talk to us, Lindbergh. What harm will there be in you picking up the telephone? You were talking to us earlier. It is up to you, Lindbergh. Put the phone on the hook, Lindbergh. I have never seen anyone come to the window where the broken window is. I think they are just behind that room in the den area. Looks like an addition on the back of the house. Signal four on that inactivity. End of side one. Tape number four, side number two, page number one. Jeff, we have a telephone in this house. We just found it. Let me give you this number in case you need to call us. We will give it a try. It looks like 278-2511. 278-2511. If we can get the cord to stay in it, Holler at me on the radio when you are ready to start again. Lindbergh, we are still with you. We are still counting on you, Lindbergh. So are those people in there with you. When we need you to pick up that telephone and talk to us now, you are the leader of that group. You are obligated to pick up that telephone and talk to us, Lindbergh. There are some people who need to talk to you, Lindbergh. They don't want to shout over this bullhorn. They want to talk to you over the telephone. Pick up the telephone, Lindbergh. Is the electricity still on in the suspect's house? Okay, thank you. Jeff, Clark, the electricity is still on over there. That is what you said isn't it, Jeff. Affirmative? Oh, it is off. Is that what you are saying? The electricity is off. It is off. Okay, thank you. I was just passing that information on to Chief Williams. Someone wants to know, Jeff, when the lights were last seen on in the suspect's house. Do you have any idea? I saw them on about daylight, about 15 minutes after daylight. Situation changed, Clark. Clark, that is 15 minutes before daylight. Come on, Lindbergh. You are the leader of the group. 
pick up the phone and call us. Come on, Lindbergh. You were talking to us earlier. If you don't want to, designate someone else. Has, have one of your disciples pick up the telephone. Let one of them talk to us, Lindbergh. We have some vital information for you. We don't want anyone to get hurt, Lindbergh. We want to impress that on your mind. We don't want anyone to get hurt, including you. We haven't stayed here all night long, laying out in the cold, trying to talk to you to hurt you. We want you to pick up the telephone and talk to us. Pick up the telephone, Lindbergh, and talk to us. We are not here to hurt you. We are here to help you and your group. You're responsible for everyone in that group, Lindbergh. You know that. Pick up the telephone and talk to us. There was a light burning in this window, and it is not burning anymore. So I assume the electricity is cut off. Well, the command post just told me the power was turned off. Herbie, when? Fifteen minutes before daylight? Do you know who cut it off? Jeff, do you know how the power came to be turned off? The electricity, particularly. How about it, Lindbergh? Pick up the telephone and talk to us. We are not going to leave until we make sure everyone in the house is okay. Lindbergh, you should know that by now. So we are not here to hurt you or anyone else. We want to resolve this matter peacefully. It is up to you, Lindbergh, to take care of those people in there. They are your responsibility, all of them. Pick up the telephone and let's talk about it. Remember what George told you, Lindbergh. Remember what George told you. Lindbergh put the phone back on the hook. Come on, we can work this thing out together. But you have to be man enough to put the phone back on the hook and let's get this thing resolved. That is not asking too much. We are concerned about you and we are concerned about the other people in the house. We can work things out together if you will cooperate. Lindbergh, do you hear me? Come on, Lindbergh, and talk to me. You are a reasonable person. You have to talk to us. We don't know what you want. Lindbergh, Lindbergh, if you don't want to talk, why don't you put Earl on? Put Squeaky on. We are concerned about them. We are concerned about their welfare. But Lindbergh, you have to talk to us. Tape number four, side number two, page number two, negotiators change. Put the phone back on the hook, Lindbergh. Lindbergh, come on. You are the leader of the group. Well, show some leadership and come on and put the phone back on the hook. We don't know what you want. You have to talk to us. Lindbergh, do you need any medical assistance? We can provide it for you. Why don't you let Squeaky speak a little bit? Why don't you put one of the other people on the phone? If you don't want to talk, no one is going to get hurt. No one is going to get hurt, but you have to take the first move. You have to work with us. We can work this thing out together, Lindbergh, but you have got to take the first step. We don't know what is bothering you, Lindbergh. Please talk to us. We still have George here. You remember George? George came down here in the middle of the morning hours. He is your trusted friend. He is concerned about you. George told me he wants you to come out. George trusts you, and I know that you trust George, 
And I know that other people in the house trust George, but you have to help yourself. You should be helping the other people in the house. Think about it. You have some people in there that need medical attention. I know you're tired and hungry, but we can work this thing out together, Lindbergh. We can work it out together, but you have to put the phone back on the hook. That is not asking a lot. Lindbergh, come on, put the phone back on the receiver and let's talk man to man. You are a leader. I respect you as a leader and I respect you as a man, so we have to talk. Lindbergh, if you don't want to talk to me, let someone else talk to us. We are not here to harm you. We are here to help you. But you also have to help yourself. And you have to help those inside there. Help resolve this. We can do it peacefully. We know you are tired. Lindbergh, come on and talk to me. Put the phone back on the hook. Lindbergh, come on. Be a leader. You are a respected person in the neighborhood. Let's live up to that expectation. Come on, Lindbergh. Lindbergh, if you don't want to talk, why don't you let someone else? You know, we are not here to harm you. We are here to help you. We are here to work this thing out together. Come on, Lindbergh. Lindbergh, come on, talk to me. I know you can hear me. Let's work this thing out together. I know you're tired and hungry. We know you're upset and we are concerned about you. And we are concerned about your other people in the house. We want to know if you are okay. Why don't you send one of them out? Let us know if they are okay. Come on, we can work this out together, Lindbergh. There's no harm in talking if you talk to your friends in the house. You know communication is very important. Talk is very important, and you know we have to talk. We have to work this thing out together. But you have to put the telephone back on the hook, Lindbergh. We will take a break for a minute. Come on, Lindbergh, talk to me. There's no harm in talking, Lindbergh. You're supposed to be a leader. Well, leaders talk, so let's talk. We can work this out together, and we can all go home. I know your neighbors are tired. Neighbors are telling us how much they like you, liked by all the people in the neighborhood. I know you want to keep that image, but we've got to work this thing out together, Lindbergh. Lindbergh, come on, talk to me. There's no harm in talking. Captain Lewis, should we hit anything about religious leaders in the world that talk, communicate? I will call him on that. Where's the phone? All right, folks, that's going to do it for this episode here. You've been uh, talking now for... 10 hours probably and most of that time they've been just talking to the wind what little communications they're getting out of Lindbergh is just a word or two and then he's just hanging the phone up or he's not answering at all well, you still got some time to go too. We still got the rest of the 12th and the night of the 12th and into the morning of the 13th. I 
wonder how many of the negotiators are frustrated by now. What's frightening is I, there's at least one negotiator, he actually thinks they're doing some good. That's the frightening part. Anyways, folks, we've done enough for this episode. We'll be back in a few days. Do another one. We'll go back to radio communications. Folks, I appreciate y'all tuning in. And I will see you down the road.